Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Are we doing a dance? Smoke from the Lucy drip, hold it like a crucifix. Blow from the nose, I'm a dragon or a dragon. And wax with the media to after. Like this is your own parents. And this is the after show for American Crime. Season 2, Episode 6. I have a beautiful panel here. Yes, per usual. You guys want to all introduce yourselves? Yeah, why not? Why not? And you guys are listening to Live Cheat Still by Run the Jewels. It's one of my favorite songs right now. Hi guys, I'm Erica Renee Davis. You can find me on Snapchat, Paris. Twitter and YouTube and Instagram at Erica Renee D. <laughs> I'm Erica Day Green. You can find me on all social media at Erica Day Green. That's spelled J A Y E. What's up, everybody? I'm Joshua Johnson. You can find me on social media at JJ the Talented. And once again, I'm Johnny Manganello. You can find me at Johnny Mangs on Twitter and Instagram. You guys, we have so much to talk about, as we always do with American Crime. Each episode is action-packed, isn't it? Although we have a split panel tonight, so I'm interested in talking to everybody about how you like the episode and how you did not like the episode. Um, Let's jump right into things, uh, and you guys can tweet along with us, uh, hashtag ABTV American Crime. Make sure you're asking questions. We're looking at the live scroll uh, on our YouTube page right now, and also we'll be checking Twitter throughout the night. Alright, so I want to start by talking about... uh, um, let's see here, Eric, because he was sort of one of the main focuses of this episode, if not yeah, the right. main character of the episode. And a lot happened over his arc in the episode. Uh, at the beginning, he wakes up and gets out of bed, and his brother sees him, right? And is sort of, like, angry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he goes and plays basketball. It seems like his brother doesn't want him around, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you agree with and, that? And I can, I can get that. I mean, it, it, I th- I don't know if we decided where, what state they're in, but I think they're in the Midwest, Indiana. They're in Indianapolis. Indiana. Okay, yeah. Indianapolis. Or, yeah, right. Indiana, yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah. And so just from growing up in a small southern town myself, I understand the, the, the psyche when someone comes out as being gay. Like, no one understands it. So I understand his brother mm-hmm. not wanting to be around him, not saying that I approve of his actions, but he's a teenager, and homosexuality to him, I'm sure, is a foreign concept. So although it's it's sad, but it's... It's true. I mean, it's it's authentic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel sorry for Eric. He's like the victim to me now. I mean, it's going from, like, Taylor... I don't see Taylor as the victim right now. I'm sorry. Because right now we're oh, still... Because we don't... Oh. It's kind of unfolding that we're not Did sure. Did you see the last five minutes of the episode? Oh, I'm kidding. The but last yeah. five minutes of this episode? Yeah. What happened? Did I miss something? When he's getting jumped or when he's about oh, to get attacked? Oh, after that. Well, before before they got <laughs> before he got his butt beat, I would have been on Taylor's side. But sure. before that, I was feeling sorry sure, for sure, him. Sure. We were talking about the beginning. No, I know. I know. <laughs> no, at the end, yeah, that was kind of, that was very unfortunate. But yeah, I was feeling sorry for Eric because just 
being in high school, you know, that's your world. Mm-hmm. And when everyone turns their back on you, you're, you're kind of like that lonely kid that walks around and eats in the bathroom. I never did that. Who, who eats in the bathroom? <laughs> just, just to warn everybody out there, she was never the lonely girl. Is that um, true? Were you? Well, I want to hear about this. Were you one year? Were you? <laughs> <laughs> that was your first year at this school. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, you, can we go back to the show? <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> hey, you brought it up. You can't see um, here. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And maybe it's that I live in Los Angeles and I went to school, I went to college in a really accepting city. But for some reason, all these prejudices we're getting against gay people seem very, like, 1999. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like we've advanced past this. But again, that might just be me. That might be the privilege I have living in an accepting place. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the people who live around the country um, feel about that. And Josh, you're from L.A., so like, what is your perspective on... Um, being somebody who's from LA and how being how gay and homosexuality lifestyles are portrayed. I get it. I get like you said. I get what his brother's feeling. Um, I don't know if I say this. At, at one point in my life, I might have felt the same way. Okay. Yeah. So um, I can totally understand it. But now, you know, growing up and living in a place like LA. Because I didn't grow up in LA per se, um, but living in a place where it's more accepted and then like just broadening my perspective. Um, certainly, my you know ideology has changed, and I see things a lot differently now. But I certainly can see, like you know, growing up for me, gay was a bad word. You mm-hmm. you call somebody gay when you didn't like them or something like that. you know, mm-hmm. and you just it was something like that's bad. People, you know, that's that's a sin. Sure. So I mean, I get this the you know the Midwest or small town mentality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm from the Midwest, uh-huh. and of course, it, it was people use gay in that way, and I'm sure some people still do. I also am thrilled to go back to the Midwest, and my cousin, who's 10 years younger than me, tells me that 20 kids are out in his class alone. Oh, wow. When I was a freshman yeah. in high school, zero. Right. Yeah. So it seems like, hey, listen, I'm from the Midwest. I get that. I just think that we have evolved. So that's why when Definitely. I see this episode, I'm like, wow, the basketball players don't even want to take yeah. a shower with them. Mm-hmm. Guess what? People at home, that's not how gay works, okay? <laughs> we don't want to just fuck you all. Pardon my French. <laughs> but <laughs> as a high school <laughs> kid, though, you don't really, you don't get that. You're just thinking like, oh, this guy's gay. Now he's going to want to look at me True. when I'm in the shower. Well, I don't even think that's just a high school thing. I think about when Jason Collins, the basketball player came out and when Michael Sam came mm-hmm. out yeah. there, there were players who who tweeted it's a good th- point they, they tweeted they said well he's in our locker room do I want to be in the same locker room walking around naked with Michael oh. Sam and listen I work out in West Hollywood at the 24 hour fitness in West Hollywood what's up we have and <laughs> and you know a, a lot of people who go to that gym are gay and I personally am not bothered by the gay women or the transgenders who come mm-hmm. in the locker room but is it are are people wrong for feeling um, uncomfortable. No, I, w- I wouldn't call them wrong. I, I think they're they just they don't know they don't have the information. I feel because I can certainly see that would be my thought. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Okay, if if I had a teammate who came out as gay, I would wonder if he would look at me in the shower. I mm-hmm. would I would feel mm-hmm. something. I would feel kind of weird about that because I don't know. You know, now it changes things. It definitely does yeah. change things. So you. I think that's to suggest that the shower room has to be this place of sexuality. Okay, listen, I I understand, and I don't even know... I think this is a bigger conversation than we as a panel are going to be able to have because we have an episode to talk about. But I do think there's a fine line between wrong and uneducated. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's maybe not wrong of someone to be freaked out, but I think those people maybe need to be educated and know that 
just because I'm gay doesn't mean I want to fuck every straight guy I see. I agree with that. True. I don't want to have... Sorry, I keep swearing. I just get passionate (laughs) about this. I don't want to have sex with any straight guy. But you might want to look at his penis in the shower, though, no? <laughs> you know what, Erica? You know what, Erica? There's a lot of penises on the World Wide Web. I just think it's like a human nature thing. It's like the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know if someone would actually act on their bias, but, it's, you know, the original thought would be, he just came in the shower with me. Oh, should I turn around a little bit? But that's my boy. You know, maybe he's not. But if you see him looking, you're going to be like... What you looking at? You know? Right. Let's jump forward here. Okay. We can come back to this later. Okay. And you can tweet about it. Uh, I want to talk about the weird assembly pep rally thing. Oh okay, we'll talk about Leslie's perspective in a moment, because that's bizarre. But let's talk about Eric. He had to give that weird speech that was so half-assed, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, obviously, he was reading from the speech. It felt uncomfortable. It felt forced. And I said it felt very rehearsed, mm-hmm. although not polished. Um, people in the audience were having, like, <laughs> waving gay pride okay. flags. <laughs> I was like, I wrote, this is so odd. Did you guys think it was odd as well? I thought it was very high school. You know, because remember going to assemblies in high school where there was about drug awareness or sex, you know, education. We all were just kind of awkward and not really wanting to be there. And so I thought the awkwardness of the the crowd was consistent with what I would think a high school crowd would act like. And I also think that Eric's speech was... What I would do at 17 years old if I was if I had to come out gay in front of my entire school. He's, I, I see how you feel bad for him. He's like a puppet now, yeah? Yeah. I'm, oh, my gosh. That whole thing was like, it made me feel uncomfortable why he was giving the speech. And then, then Leslie's standing over there like, you know, one of those moms who do the um, the pageant. The pageant oh, the stage mom. Pageant. Yeah. She's, She's on the stage side mom. like, yeah. yes, like moving her mouth kind of. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I and totally to force a, a, a child to do that who's not even her child. True. Did you yeah. have any thoughts? I mean, that? I'm surprised he went through with it. I mean, mm-hmm. why did Leslie feel the need to kind of parade him in front of the school and make this example out of him? Like, right. You we're so inclusive. I mean, sometimes you can, you can totally see that he's not really that into it. He's just going through the motions, but he's not comfortable with just coming out for everyone, I don't think. I, I don't think someone huh. in his position would most times wouldn't feel that way. I'll tell you my take on why Leslie did this. And that is because Leslie doesn't miss an opportunity Mm -hmm. to show herself in the best light Mm -hmm. possible. For example, she's using this tragic thing that has happened. And there have been so many young lives that potentially are destroyed because of this uh, Uh, potential rape. Yeah. And she is going about it in all the wrong ways. She's saying, Mm -hmm. well, if we have this assembly, if we have this pep rally, you know, that can be in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So our name can be, you know, Mm -hmm. people can think of us as a good school, not a bad school. No, she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did say that. Who the superintendent was? The guy who was the head of her? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Yeah. yeah, Don. Um, I again I know it's going to sound as if I'm siding with Leslie but I think like she I think she's a master manipulator. Oh for sure. She's a master manipulator and having Eric do that speech now granted where were his parents? Why did his parents co-sign this activity? I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. Leslie is the ultimate PR person. Mm-hmm. And she I think having Eric do have his little coming out speech at school was with smart PR. She's definitely good at PR, for sure. Well, this is a great segue to the next weird thing that Leslie forced Eric to do, which was talk to the writer. First of all, at the beginning of the episode, episode, she asks her, like, assistant to find an openly gay writer. And she's like, okay. And she's like, go, go, go find it. Um, So she does. Just one quick thing before we get to that. Please. About the whole um, assembly. Because it it was such a small little moment. But did you see, I have it here, when the coach said Taylor was the or Eric was the bravest man he knew oh, yeah. at the assembly. <laughs> Kevin gave him a look. Mm-hmm. 
like some kind of look was there yeah. and I felt like it was it, it kind of for me it felt like Kevin knew or indicated somehow that the coach knows something mm. that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, yeah. the panel has said this week after week. There's something going on right, with right. the coach. There's something going yeah. on with the coach. Okay. I, I keep missing that. I felt that moment was kind of like another point on the side of, hey, the coach is up to something that we don't know. Yet. It'll be revealed eventually, I think. But that little look that he gave the coach just kind of, you know, indicated that for me. Very interesting. Is Dan Chester the child molester? Oh, I don't know. It's wow, man, that would be ooh, wow, because he is a little shady. So Leslie, I do want to talk about Dan. Let's talk about Leslie and Eric talking to the writer. Now, I need to tell you guys something because I didn't know this, but I read this article, um, and I'm going to use some language here, and I think it's important to say the actual word in this case. It's the first time that the word faggot has been used on ABC. Okay. was in this oh. episode by Eric. So this is, again, John Ridley breaking ground. I'm, I'm very proud of him and the writers. It's Kirk and everybody who writes on the show. Um, so give it up to them. And uh, Eric has this line. He says, I'm gay, but I'm not a faggot. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. Leslie was like, uh-oh. Well, oh, no. <laughs> okay. And, 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 I'm, and I, again, I'm going to say this, and I have a lot of gay guy friends, and they say something similar. They say, I'm gay, but I'm not a queen. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what he meant? Like, that's that's what I perceive him to mean. Like, I'm gay, but I'm not. I'm, he likes to call it a bitch. Yeah. Right. And so, I I don't know. I wasn't. That, that didn't blow my mind, because I, I, I think it's consistent mm-hmm. with what a lot of gay guys who want to identify as mass, like super, oh, totally. like macho, totally. but don't want to be considered super effeminate. There's a th- this think piece I saw floating around the internet this week, all about gay men being prejudiced against feminine gay men, and that's a big, that's some deep seated issue right there. Um, I don't. I, I was talking to my friend Derek about it this week. I believe that if we're going to use that word, if we're trying to reclaim that word, okay, but use it in in a positive way as opposed to as an insult, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. No, that's what I like about American Crime. They showed those prejudices within groups. Like, they showed within the Mexican groups. They showed it within, you know, the communities and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it shows you, like, what's going on behind, kind of like behind the scenes of what's mm-hmm. going on in mm-hmm. that person's mind. So I... Eric, but he's so misguided. Mm. And, you know, we could say, oh, because he's young, he's a child. But I'm like, dang, I remember being that age and I had two jobs and (laughs) I was a little bit more together than he was. He throws around bitch and this and that every other moment. So it's just, it's obviously something going on in there more than confusion. Mm. I know that word was thrown out there like I don't know what 10 15 times during this episode mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. confused confused yeah. confused well look at the parents yeah. yeah well and that's a big thing in this show is that the two sets of parents are really messed up uh, the two the two parents of the two sets of parents of the gay kids. Not, I'm not talking about Terry Eric and, and Taylor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Michael. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Eric's dad asks Eric mom to co- asks Eric's mom to come back. Yeah. Mom says that if Eric died, at least they could be a family again. But now crazy. that Eric's gay, they can't even go to their church. And again, yeah. a, see a, another. Listen. I'm from Georgia, and that's how it works. It's like you come that's out as true. gay, or it's not so much about, this is not such a case anymore, but back in the day, if you got pregnant in high school, you better go, you know, to the next town over and have that baby and then come back right, not, right. and not be pregnant. You know, right. you're gay, okay, we're going to keep that to ourselves. Everyone's going to act like they don't know. So I, again, appreciate the writers. Whoever wrote that, that is truly authentic to what at least I knew growing up. Mm. You're all no, that, that, yeah, that's true. I, I was listening to a comedian earlier this week say this same thing like and if you tell a black father that you 
you shot a guy and are going to jail for the next 20 years, you'd be like, well, you know, we'll you know, put some money on your books. We'll, we'll pray for you. Not sure. that kind of thing. But if you tell him that you're gay, you know, he'll die. That's that's He'll have a heart attack and yeah. die. That's well, remember episode one or yeah. two when Michael, his name's Kevin, Michael, yeah. said, like, freaked out and went into Kevin's room and was like, you're not gay, are you? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. And he's like, okay, cool. And, and why? It's like, wait, but you may have raped somebody. You may have raped somebody. But the yeah. fact that that's not the issue that you threw this party and there was a sexual assault. Oh no, the issue is that you're gay. Right. Why have um why have the parents not had the heart to heart with Eric about his homosexuality? Because I think there was a maybe last episode, the week before, where Eric gave his dad like an opportunity to have the conversation. And I just think it's very curious that we have not seen the father have the heart to heart. No one has had the heart to heart about why he's gay. I think Ann and Taylor have even been a little bit more specific about, mm-hmm. you know, why he's gay or but the mo- the mother and the father have thought about it, mm-hmm. but no one has said to Eric, Eric, when did you start feeling this way? When right. did you, you know, and I think that again goes back to bad parenting. I keep calling people yeah. bad parents and well, bad coaches. I know I have no leg to stand on. I don't have any kids, but I can call a spade a spade when I see one. These people aren't talking to their kids and it's killing me. No, it's a good point and I think that you know, in a way, you're right. Anne has talked to Taylor about it, but also Anne still calls him confused. So I don't know yeah. which parent is better, <laughs> okay. which parent, which set of parents is worse. Um, also, the mom says she's scared that the family's going to get sued because they're poor and they don't have money for lawyers. I thought that was really interesting, mm-hmm. right? That was something that happened in season one as well. Alonzo and his family were worried about the lawsuit because they're like, we don't have money. And remember, Alonzo was going to put all his money into yeah. the lawsuit. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah. It, um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I, I like the fact in that scene that she kind of, not really accused, but thought of, well... She asked the dad if he had touched him when he was younger. That was crazy. Which is which is so real to me because mm-hmm. that's the assumption you're gay because you had some kind of experience as mm-hmm. a kid, right? Well, that's that's the uneducated. I mean, like I'm sorry, but like I thought that too before I was out and gay and and researched and realized, oh no. I had a coworker the other day ask me. She was like, "Hey, um, is it true that a lot of people are gay because they were molested as a kid?" And I was like, "Well, I know about every gay person in the planet because I live in West Hollywood, and nobody has ever told me that." Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's a misconception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you this: Playing devil's advocate, do mm-hmm. you think that there is a possibility? Because okay, so I I, I have the belief that that people are born gay. I do believe that people mm-hmm. are born gay. I don't believe that people... I mean, I do believe that some people just choose to have fun sometimes. So I do believe that people are born gay. Sure, sure. Um, but do you think that there are some people who were molested, whether by a man or a woman, who became sexually confused at a young age um, and then chose a lifestyle based on being taken advantage of? I don't know. I can't speak on that because I just ge- genuinely don't know. Okay. I, what I do know is that we shouldn't project that onto people who definitely okay say they're gay. I don't know. Okay. That's my opinion. Um, Eric was upset that he uh, was having to speak right when the writer was talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, I, I, I'm not here. I'm, I'm being, I'm not an activist, basically." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leslie asked the reporter not to use the quote when he says mm-hmm. the word. I, I just wanted to get back to that because I, I, I forgot that bit. Um, not passing to Eric in the game. Oh, yes. Do you remember that in the basketball yes. game? Yeah. They're so freaked out. Yeah. I kind of missed that. <laughs> they're not passing the ball to Eric yeah. when they're playing basketball. Yeah. It, even Kevin. He's yeah. open. Yeah. He's ready to win the game for them. What's up with Kevin? I f- it's like he knows something because he, whenever he made that statement, like um, Taylor outs him, like he already knew that that 
um, Eric, Eric was gay, gay. Yeah. And he, the way he looked at the coach and stuff like that, it's like he knows something more than everyone else knows, but they're not making it clear. Mm. So does anybody? I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And yeah. This is crazy. But for a second in tonight's or in the show, in the last episode, oh, okay. I felt like okay, maybe Kevin is hiding. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Still. When did you that feel is that? what I was thinking. In the, uh, when he was talking to the team in the restaurant. Mm. Saying, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because he kept calling both Eric and the bitch, Taylor, yeah. bitches. Yeah. And remember, he was like, my mom said, bitches uh, yeah. always want something from you. Mm-hmm. Bitches always want to take. What's the actual quote? I yeah, wrote it he, down. He's exhibiting those that traits that Eric the, yeah. that has, too. So he I'm just is. like, you know, he's going a little too hard on it. And you know when you're compens- overcompensating for something, True. you kind of like, you know, play up on stuff. Right. So he's doing mm-hmm. that a little too much. And I'm just like, but they keep taking that away. You know, they, yeah. they take that off of Kevin. So I don't know if that's going to come back up or come back around to him. I was wondering if anybody else caught it. So you got the same... Yeah, I, for a millisecond, I was like, hold on now. You okay, know, okay. Like the brother kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, the brother kind of cute, but... I, I, I disagree. Okay, I disagree. I thought, so. I, thought so. I thought that his little speech in the restaurant was a homeboy taking up for another homeboy. Hmm. I, I, I took I took out of the equation that Eric and Taylor are gay and just thought about how high school boys are, shoot, how men in general, like, take up, like, oh, that's my dog, and that girl over there, oh, that's a, that, that girl's a bitch. I think, right, and I think he's planting the seeds for the, uh, the beating up at the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't planting those seeds, but he was like, oh, Eric, he's gay. Like, I know he's gay. Wes, whatever. But Taylor's a bitch. Like, I really thought that Eric was speaking. I'm sorry, that Kevin was speaking that way, not because he's also gay, but because he was just like, dude, my homeboy is gay. And this little bitch is being a bitch. And I get that. we're going to handle that. I, I get what you're saying. I actually that's, think that's, that's what fair because I, he is protecting one gay guy, but he's throwing another gay guy, a gay guy he doesn't know at all, in the mud. I mean, he's, you know, dragging his name through the mud. But he's throwing his name in the mud because... Like think about is what, that because he's you're saying he's sticking up for, for his friend. Okay. Like, it could be a dog, a cat, a giraffe, a girl. <laughs> a, it could be whomever. That like Eric is his homeboy. At the beginning of the season, Kevin really wanted to pass him the ball. Beginning of the season, he said, "Mom, you know, if I want to be a man, you tell me to be a man. I need to take up for my friend. I need to make sure Eric is you know safe and has legal representation mm-hmm. too." I think this is consistent with him taking up for his friend. And Taylor could be or hiding something or, and trying to cover his butt. Yeah. I mean, I okay. see both points. Okay. When I watched it, I I. Thought that he there was a flash there that I, possibly that he I could wouldn't be, gay. be surprised is what I'm okay, saying. Yeah, we got to move on to Anne and Taylor. Um, Poor Anne. Anne is frustrated that no one is doing anything as per usual. Taylor <laughs> is hanging out at um, that guy's house, the mm-hmm. fellow student that he's yeah. maybe see, he said he, I'm seeing him, so I don't know what exactly they're doing. Um, but he says he has to go see his therapist, and the guy says. Um, don't go stay here. You're missing school anyway. You might as well stay yeah. here, which I thought was interesting. You're already missing school and you just started. At the, that was at fun. Marshall. I thought that was fun. Um, and the guy, this guy, the guy he's seen says, you did not get raped, by the way. You asked for it. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused now. Mm-hmm. So the guy whose house he was hanging out at, mm-hmm. the one who choked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What guy was that? The guy that from the, the bathroom. Guy that came, bathroom. That's the same guy from the bathroom? That's the yeah. bathroom guy. That came up to me. He was like... Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't recognize him for some reason. What did you guys okay. think of him choking him and saying, no, you did like it? Clearly at some point Erica. he is he is liking that people know that he likes this. He likes it rough. So... I mean, who doesn't like it? I was like, um, <laughs> but I don't think Taylor does. I think Taylor. I, I cannot figure Taylor out yet. There's there's so much going on within Taylor. Like first, you're confused. You're, you you lied to Effie. You're a liar. 
We know yeah, that you're yeah, yeah. He so did. lied to Effie. He lied. Um, he lied to Effie. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. Effie, the, Effie, Effie, whatever Effie. the girlfriend. Sorry, like, <laughs> Effie, Effie. Yeah. So we know we can already say he's a liar. Well, that's a yeah. fact. He, he even yes. said, "I lied." I lied. Sure. He lied. So I'm not quite believing really anything that Taylor says. And then with the conversation between him and Eric, oh well, you know what happened? Why would you even meet up with someone that you claim raped you? True. Well, I'm mm. not gonna. I don't want to. No, no, in a dark place after night at nighttime. I agree. It was it was place? a dumb decision to go there. However. I could see him saying, I want this to be over. The best way is to go to the root of the problem. Taylor, there's just something there that I'm just like, that kid is... He's wet behind the ears. I mean, he's he young is. and dumb. But so is... So are all the kids. See, and, 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 and here, and this is where it becomes so convoluted. This is where it's going to sound like, again, I'm apologizing for whoever allegedly raped sure. him. I believe, well, we know that he sent text messages saying, I like it rough. You know, I'm quick to come. So we know that he said that. And I think that Taylor wanted to play around with some hardcore, rough foreplay and rough sex. And maybe when it got right in the middle of it, like right before it went in, maybe like, no, 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 no. But saying I like it rough, <laughs> saying I like it rough, <laughs> that's not a ticket for someone to do anything they want it's, to you. It's, it's At not. every stage, it's there not. has to be but consent. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's an indication. Sta- I, I'm not, I don't want to speak on this because it's, it's, it's getting some blur. Because like every stage, I, don't, I just don't. If you, you say have, no, if you say no, and then what, they have to stop. Okay, you, okay. I mean, look, if you say no when you're already in the middle of it, <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean I, 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 I'm not saying. Okay, yeah. No, 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 I'm because, gonna, because I could say, hey, so-and-so, I want to have sex. And then we could start having sex, and then halfway through I could be like, you know what? I don't want to do right, this Right, but anymore. saying you like it rough, in, in those parameters of liking it rough, no can mean yes. Ooh, that's a blur. That's a good and this point. This is why that's people have point. safe words. This is why people, you know, communicate with each other. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was they so were, rough I, you didn't hear the safe word. I cannot. Okay, sorry. I mean, it's not a laughing matter, it's, but it's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. It is not black and white. Of course, I'm it's not suggesting not. it is. What I'm saying is, we weren't there. We didn't see it, so we just don't know. And I'm always going to side with the person who says I was raped. Really? Until. Until yes, I, I because I don't think that means we should take the alleged rapists and and write about them on social media and say yeah. they're awful. They're definitely guilty. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is okay. I will listen to what yeah. you're of, course, saying. of course, of course, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an allegation. But I agree, you guys. It's yeah. very murky waters we're in here. I just definitely hear what he's saying. Like you're saying no, but you're like I like it rough, and I'm choking you. You're saying you're like that, but it's confused. Like do you like it or no? It's like, no, <laughs> stop. No, like right. don't stop. You know, it's like, no is well within the confines of liking the rough. Yes, that's a very good point, Josh. I'm like, Erica, you know. That's a very good point, Erica. <laughs> that's a very good point. The people at home are learning a lot about the panel tonight. Um, I'm a virgin. Now, the therapist, the therapist, remember this? Mr. Old Therapist here, he asked how his mom is, how Taylor's mom is. Yes. And Taylor's like, saying he wants this to be over. It's not about his mom. It's about him. He wishes he could ignore Eric online, but he's all over social mm. media, which is really timely and it interesting. Is, yeah. It is. Um, and therapist tells Taylor uh, he needs to write about it. Well, Taylor says, I don't want to write about it. Did you ever have to write about stuff? And the guy says, yeah, I have books, I have books of writing yeah. I've done through yeah, therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? 
sort of is what it is, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just... You <laughs> just pretty much said the whole thing that happened. What's that? Perfect. Like, you gave a well, great summary of... I know they well, say, usually I summarize and then I say, what do we think? <laughs> well, I know they say when you write things out or talk about it, it helps people kind of, like, sort out the feelings they have about sure. it, yada, yada, you know, and that kind of thing. But I, the whole psychologist thing was just weird because... On one hand, Eric, um, I mean, yeah, no, Taylor. Taylor is acting like he wants to confront it, he wants to get through it, and on the other hand, he's 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 effing with other guys and acting like it's not a big deal. This whole thing yeah. is not a big deal. He's so worried about his mom. This is not about him. So it's just again that kid. I'm just yeah. And then this is a, just a, a sidebar. If you're gonna go write about it, why go out into the middle of a park and write about it in the middle of the daytime? Like go somewhere private and write about you know your sexual demons. I thought that was like a very I don't know if that has any symbolism for something to come. But he took his notebook and just was like it looked as if he was at school writing or hmm. in a place where someone he knew could walk up at any time. And look at what he was writing. That's just that was what stuck out of my mind. But Erica, to your point about him confronting, he did confront the guy who we thought maybe molested him. the The mountain man looking with the beard. Yeah, right. And he, that I we had a flipped one eighty. Yeah, the the man. Nate, the, his name's Nate. Nate. He was the guy who Taylor stayed with while his mom was absent for a couple months. Okay. So yeah. sorry. Okay, no, no, no. I know what you're talking. I just want to say one thing about mm-hmm. the whole social media thing. Yeah, I definitely felt him on the social media thing. Mm-hmm. Now you know from Facebook. Facebook is doing that thing where they show you from years ago. Oh yes. I don't want to see is that my ex boyfriend from two years ago. Or is that something ago? you have to like sign up for? No, People it's automatic. You may know. No, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. They just they show you things show you probably you. don't want to see from mm-hmm. years ago, and I can see how that can drive someone probably crazy yeah. for him to see. But you wouldn't. Well, he has mutual friends with him. Constantly, you but you can block them. You can, you can, like on Facebook, you guys, you can block somebody. But even if he, I'm sure he took them off his friends list and stuff like that. But I'm sure just having those mutual friends in common, he's seeing but, stuff that he likes. And I'm like, oh, why, true. why is Eric true. even on Facebook right now? I, you're going through all of this right now, and you're on Facebook. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't ask for this. I'm in the dark. I must have missed this whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't know what I was doing. Okay, I'm. I'm I understand. I'm not saying per- Taylor is uh, a perfect Jesus like character here. Mm-hmm. He is flawed, like everybody in the show is. Yeah. But I guess I don't... I think you guys, in my opinion, are being a little harsh on him. If he needs to write in a park, write in a park. If he wants to be dating another guy, date another guy. He wants normalcy. And okay. I, I would want that, too, if I was involved in this really high-profile uh, mess. Yeah. I would think I would want some time to get my myself together, mm-hmm. you know, instead of bringing another person into the situation. And this guy was not somebody who was making a positive effect on him. He was saying stuff like, no, you weren't right. You know, you don't want to hear that when you... Oh, I agree. I think the guy's totally wrong. Experience. So I'm like, Taylor kind of needs to take a step back and get it together. And, and Taylor and everyone else, as we see towards the end of the episode... Like, okay, so you had this huge sexual assault, alleged sexual assault. You had the captain's party, you had the drinking, you had the sex, you had whatever. That was one huge mistake. So now you have an opportunity to, to redeem yourselves. Mm-hmm. And each character, Eric, Kevin, Taylor, has chosen to continue to make stupid, stupid. Oh, mistakes. And, the, and, and Anne has. I think in this episode, Terry made some big mistakes. Oh. Um, in fact, why don't we, we hop right now and talk to yeah. Terry, uh, talk about Terry and Kevin and the LaCroix. We'll start with the lawyer telling them that uh, she's suing Kevin. I'm sorry, I think uh, Anne is, is trying to sue mm-hmm. Kevin, right? Uh, Terry asks if she if she can protect her son. Like She obviously is a concerned mother, and I get that. The son's about to go to college. We don't want this to destroy the son's life. I get it. Um, why then, is Anne going after Kevin? Because he's, I think, because he's the adult. Is that why? And he... He, he held the party. 
he was the captain of the, of the team. Right. And he's in the newspaper. And he's 18. And he's so 18, yeah. So that's, that's so bizarre. I could see how Terry is very upset mm-hmm. about that. Like, why are you singling out my son out of all these kids on the, that, you know, partook and partaked in this party and stuff like that? It's just, to me, I'm just like, does he have a bigger stake in what happened? Well, because he's an adult. Yeah. By, um, by the law. Yeah. Um, Terry then, in a, cu- a couple scenes later, comes to the diner that Anne works at and says, your son is a whore. You'll get what's coming to you. I was like, okay. Oh, go home, go home, go home. <laughs> like, hide your face. This is not good for you. The police then come and ask her to leave. It seems like she hung out in the parking lot of the diner for a couple minutes after that happened. Maybe she had a drink in the car, in her flask. So yeah, she couldn't drive. Yeah, good point. Maybe. You know? Um, what'd you guys think of that? Terry's outburst in the diner. I have I have been a a, a strong supporter of Terry oh. throughout this entire season. Mm-hmm. And I could I could not stand behind those actions. She for the first time showed genuine vulnerability. And she has put on such a game face from week to week to week. And I've looked at her as the pillar of strength and as someone who, you know, knows what she wants and goes pushes her own agenda. But for positive reasons and then today was or last night rather was completely uncharacteristic of what we've seen her um portray yeah i think this episode was full of people breaking down you had leslie right. who kind of at the end you know was like let's just do a settlement when she was all like we got <laughs> this we're holding it down mm-hmm. you know so i thought that was interesting that they showed terry you know breaking from her strongness to like go out there and what charge her up i don't know if people still say that charge, charge, charge her up. up yeah so i don't I just, bum rush she bum rush but you can feel it i mean you can feel the 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 intenseness of what's mm-hmm. going on you know like my son that's her only son mm-hmm. and you're ruining his life mm-hmm. over something that he may or ne- may not have like a large hand in you know yeah so i'm still behind terry i'm sorry because that was i mean what about her husband though at the end of the episode <laughs> i don't know what, what were you gonna say no i was gonna say that no one can be 100 percent strong 100 percent of the time Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I use the same word in my notes about Terry tonight in the um, the last episode is that she was vulnerable. Now we're seeing her vulnerable side, and as a mother, she is going to do everything she can to protect her son. And she just was filled with emotion and confronted the woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could now certainly you don't agree with it, but I think we could understand it. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, but I I don't agree with it because with so many legal ramifications that especially her son, who is the adult in the case can um, have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. The, the last thing... I'm not saying she can't have a breakdown. But, but sometimes you... Yeah, sometimes you just forget all that. But you know? when when they're, when we're dealing with legal bits, you need to forget that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, you do. You do. I'm, I'm sorry. Like well, In a mode of passion, you can't always consider the ramifications. That's just... So, Erica, do you agree with what the husband's doing? Oh, what, wait, what did he do? So, at the end of the episode, he says... Um, <laughs> he's he's talking to this guy. I don't know if it's the oh the police, yeah, the police officer. Oh yeah, police. Yeah, police. Yeah. He said I can't do that because I'm police. He said I'm gonna ask you to get all their bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dig get, up stuff on them. Yeah, I think I kind of zoned out in that um, that scene. I don't know why. I, I don't think I realized that he was asking the police officer to be corrupt. Do I agree with that? I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with it because people who have money, people who have influence, people who are, I guess, higher in stature in their communities pull strings all the time. 
to cover up their misgivings, to get ahead in their lives professionally, mm-hmm. to protect their kids. So I agree with Michael going to a trusted detective, asking him to do something, asking him for a favor more than I agree with Terry going there showing her ass. So he's just using his resources then. Yeah. No, but the only thing I don't agree with it, that I think they're forgetting that that family is still a victim. And you're gonna mm. cause more pain to this family. So what what are we doing? A back and forth? Mm. What's the end game? We're gonna keep butting heads. So right. what's gonna happen? An at eye the for end? an eye only makes the yes. world blind. So exactly. Mm. That's all. That's in my head. They seem like you know that they they're they're the smarter ones and they know what they're doing and they have their stuff together. So what, what is the end game for y'all? Well, and I think that's something that's so beautiful about this show. It shows people fighting, 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 and no one wants to admit they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yet everybody is wrong. Everybody is responsible for what's happening. True, I agree with that. That's, like, I do yeah. not think Taylor is perfect. Yeah, I do not think he has handled this the right way. I definitely don't think Anne has handled this way, handled handled this the right way. But I, the same could be said about Eric's family, and the same mm-hmm. could be said yeah. about Kevin's family. I agree. I, I agree with that. Let's talk about the other school because we so rarely have time for that. <laughs> Principal Dixon is <laughs> dealing with this protest outside the school. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, let me hear. Like, I don't know why. I know, I know you're I just, bored. Why is like this story? Line, listen, and, but and, we got to. And we do. And you guys, you guys murder us in the mentions because we don't talk about the Mar- Thurgood Mar- Marshall School <laughs> at all. I'm just going to say this. I empathize because I mean, especially in the past year. Uh, minorities have been protesting. We've had the Black Lives Matter movement. We've had picket signs. We've had parades. We've had marches. So I, I know it's important. Like I, I have to be parallel my own experiences with what these Latino students are going mm-hmm. through. And I empathize, but I'm just over the storyline. Well, Principal Dixon wants to handle this, right? Like he stages that, um, that meeting, what, what are we calling it? Hosts a, a meeting to discuss the protests and the suspensions. Um, and the Hispanic parent yells, she, she says, uh, stand up for what's right, not what's not for what's black. A black parent says, oh you need to raise your kids better. I mean, this is just a war of culture here. Well, yeah, please. I just don't get it because there were the facts. It's just like what's going on now. It's the facts. A, a, a young boy is unarmed and he gets shot by several police officers. Those are facts. Right. Those were facts. There were three boys on one. That's not a fair fight. So what are and they that's arguing what about? Dixon. Exactly. Where's the whole that's race what I'm thing saying. coming from? Is what the, is the argument? About? Well, I think the parents, who, again, who weren't there, the people who don't know what happened, are saying you're racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of no way. Why? <laughs> well, I, I, because because in their mind. Right, and I'm not saying this is right, but in their mind, there was four. There were four people involved, and out of those four, the three to be suspended were all Hispanic. They were yeah. the ones beating up on the kid. And we saw that. But I, I do want to. I do want to say this, and I know you guys don't think I follow this storyline. I do. I, I'm over it, but I follow it. Um, there, one of the parents said, "You don't even want to feed our kids." So, and that goes back to one of the first episodes where they had the back and forth about the school lunches. So, I think the parents, the Latino parents, have um, some built up resentment, not just from the fight, but from feeling like, from feeling as if the administrators aren't having the kids' best interest at heart, not just from the fight, but from other instances and incidents. You know what? I would love the principal to, to have done 
Principal Chris. To retire? No, he should have said, <laughs> parents, your kids were beating up. Your three kids were beating up on one boy. What would you like me to do? Your kids were fighting in school. Mm-hmm. What exactly would you have like me to do? Mm-hmm. But it just right. goes to show that when race is involved, it just things get magnitude. really complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, if this show was all about white people or all about Hispanic people or all about black people, I think a lot of the drama wouldn't exist. Mm, that's um, true. So I agree with you. In this case, I think the principal was right to suspend and those three kids but I understand how it looks bad yeah. he's just playing by the book I think and everything he does he seems to be a by the book kind of guy I don't buy that though I, I don't I, I, it, it seems on the surface because there's no way that these writers and John Ridley are giving us this pedestrian storyline for it to really just be this pedestrian it's, it's I mean it's not there's, there's going to be something to it in the future I'm sure but we don't know yet what it is I think I think the plot twist with this story is that Chris Dixon. He was the one that raped Taylor. No. no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, no, so, somebody touched on it. Was it um, our um, guest? I'm sorry. Kirk. Um, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. He's the heart uh, of, um, of what's going on. You know, everything else is crazy. We need some type of relief hmm. to go to, and I feel like that's what Chris is supposed to be like that relief from everything else that's going on. In the last season, I thought that was Russ's character, and then Russ's oh. character killed someone in the last oh. episode. So maybe the stable guy will go crazy. In the <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why we keep um, Price, a guy watching at home, says Marshall is so whack. I hope they find some way to make me care about this storyline. So I think they. Agree Thank with you. Um, you the writers so are too goof. I think he means good. Jack says the writers are too good for it to just be a random storyline. I totally agree. I Jack. agree with that too. Um, and Aaron says this storyline will tie in. I believe that. I believe that too. And I want to say I say this every week. Um, Chris Dixon, Principal Dixon, has an accent, and I think that he is a, a, a Latino person of African descent. <laughs> Just like I say this every week, you I'm guys, say this again. we got to talk about the man. Why you spoke in Spanish? We got to talk about the the guy with the two daughters and the computer. <gasps> okay, this. See, I know you hate this, but I love how American Crime does this. They plant seeds. They yeah. give us a little taste, and then you have to wait. Sorry. You have to wait, wait, wait for the next episode or three episodes down the line. He gets a message on his computer saying, stop it, please stop it. And he writes back, now you know what it feels like to be assaulted. And we know it's his computer because his daughters are on the mm-hmm. background, right? Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Who brought in that laptop in the first scene with him? And then what was going on? Does anyone know? I it, Honestly, I, I wish I would have talked to you before because I'm over here looking back at the previous I'm like did I miss something yeah. on that other episode because it was just like a little bit I thought he was just in a in a chat room that's I mean maybe that's maybe I missed something that would maybe I missed something that would lead me to a more intelligent assumption but I thought oh maybe he's in, in like a freaky chat room yeah maybe the person that are in was Taylor who likes it rough in a you know freaky rough sex no, chat room that, no there was something about no, too far fetched yeah, well, I don't uh, know. You know, when, when, he, when <laughs> the guy brought I'm the hard drive in, I I don't remember what the guy looked like from the last episode, from the last scene, but I, for some reason I thought it was the same guy who told uh, Taylor's mom to keep going with the lawsuit. Oh, it, oh. Oh. I could be wrong. I just... Was it? I can't remember. That was my first thought. And so, and I then, I don't know. That. And maybe this, this um, cyber bullied single father guy is just like... Um, what was their story? That did, did, is he a former student of... Of Leland, or no, could he be? They didn't say really uh, they, to anything about him. Yeah, I think we just know. Help us out, out there, guys, and let us know because we, we missed but, it. Yeah, and anybody at home, I'm, I'm looking at the tra- chat roll. So if you have any ideas about what's going on with what's the actor's name? He played Hector last season. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. It's just the antithesis of his character. Yeah. And I'm loving it, but I'm like, can I have some more? 
Because yeah. he was phenomenal last season. Mm-hmm. So but, good. Yeah. We'll uh, see. We'll just see. We'll have what to keep watching. Have we out. not talked about? Maybe a little bit more about Leslie. Uh, Leslie, yeah, you, you mentioned she wants to offer a settlement. That was important yeah. uh, to the plot line. And uh, just so much. I, I know this wasn't everyone's favorite episode, but I do think many things happened in this oh, episode. So mm-hmm. whether that's good or bad, there was a lot to talk about. Um, let's quickly do some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I'll do a quick prediction. The end of the episode ends with Taylor walking into the woods with a gun in his right hand. I don't think he's going to kill himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, did, did it, wasn't Taylor walking into yes, the... Yes, he was. He walked into the woods? With a gun in his hand. With a gun? Yes. Are you playing Right, Taylor. No, I missed something too. No, Erica, you tweeted. You tweeted about he's getting chased. No, the, the preview for the next episode. Oh, he's I like, didn't watch that. Oh, I That's didn't a watch. Big part the, of the yeah. yeah. Okay, so that. my prediction, guys, is that Taylor, although we see him walking into the woods with the gun in his hand, is not going to kill himself. Everyone wow. on the chat world thinks he is, but yeah, we'll. Wow. You no, against the world? Okay, okay. Gotta watch the preview. We gotta go. We're wrapping up. Sorry. I think he's gonna get his ass kicked. That's my yeah. prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Kevin is going to be more part of the story than we know. Okay, okay. and I think that... Uh, the, oh, I know my prediction. I think the the writer is going to publish that bad thing that um, Eric said, and that's going to be even more drama for Eric. Okay. I don't think he's going to stick true to his word to Leslie. We'll see. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Real quick, you will t- we will tell you where you can find us. Once again, I'm Johnny Manganello. You can find me at Johnny Mangs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Erica Renee Davis. You can find me on Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, and Instagram at Erica Renee D. I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media, Erica J. Green. And I'm Joshua Johnson. Find me on social media at JJ the Talented. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love you. Mwah. Keep talking. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 